We talk about Desmond King and what he brings to the Steelers secondary after their decision to bring him in after cuts in free agency uh, after the 53-man cut down. We'll talk about that, how he fits into the secondary, and take your calls here in the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets back guarantee by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on to get started more on them later but let's talk about the big news of course the Steelers went and signed Desmond King cornerback uh who's bounced around the NFL a little bit uh to to the roster and now Desmond King after most recently being with the Texans is the guy that they bring on they let go of Braden Mann the second punter that they kept which we again anticipated that something would happen like that unless they traded Braden Mann away uh but Let's talk about what Desmond King brings. Now, we talked about the potential of them adding an outside corner because of our, our projections that, hey, you know what, if they really believe in Shannon Sullivan, analyze Riley to play in the slot, and you think you're going to be subbing in Patrick Peterson into the slot, maybe you go get another outside corner in free agency. It's not what they did. They went and got Desmond King, who you know can play on the outside, but he's five foot ten and he's stocky and a little bit stockier, and he's more of a slot guy that you want with the way that he's a, he's a build. But the bottom line with Desmond King is, I think he fits. He under one. The reason he fits this defense is because he knows his role. He's a really solid veteran, and he can make plays against the run in the pass. And one thing that I was noticing was how he makes his plays. He's not a guy that's going to be a lockdown corner. He's not going to be a guy that just erases part of a field or, or takes away, you know, a matchup consistently. But he's going to be in position. He's going to play within your defense, and he's going to be able to make heady plays. On, on the field. Uh, he's not just physical against the run, but he's also smart in how he's physical against the run. He takes good angles when he's approaching it. He communicates well. He understands where other guys are supposed to be and how his how his role in a play fits with his teammates. And, and those things, I think, are very what the Steelers do in their secondary. Uh, one play that I noticed when I was going back through his tape, there was a play up, up against the Chicago Bears uh, last year where uh, he had a free blitz against Justin Fields. Anyone who saw Justin Fields knows that he is extremely elusive and that if you're trying to bring him down one-on-one -on -one in space, you better be ready to make the best tackle ever. But in that play, Desmond King had a free blitz. He kind of broke down, kept his stance, and didn't allow Justin Fields to escape, forced a throwaway, and it was a, it was a good play on, on his part. But those are the things that he does a lot when I watch his tape, is that he's a guy who can get take the right angles, make the smart play, and put himself in position for, hey, if they make a mistake, I'll be there to take advantage of it. Um, but that's 
that's who Desmond King appears to be uh, right now. Now he, you know, everyone will look back. He, he used to be, uh, you know, a first team All Pro defensive back in 2018, as well as a return man. Those kind of days are gone for him. But he is a guy who can make plays in the ball. He's had what five interceptions in the last two years. Uh, some of those, I think, in favorable situations as far as just the, where the matchups were, but. Uh, some of those were actually kind of impressive moments where he would press his man, you know, you know, kind of stay in his hip pocket. And if the ball came in his direction, he could make a play on the ball. So he kind of fits that that profile as a guy that can, you know, also bring ball skills to the secondary, like a lot of other guys that they've brought uh, to the to the Steelers secondary. Um, and I think it's again, it comes down to something we've talked about a lot on this show, not just recently, but all throughout the summer and all throughout the offseason is that the Steelers are prioritizing defensive backs who can think and play in this scheme at a high level and operate fast while thinking fast. And that's where that those things are tough to find sometimes. But Desmond King looks like a guy in his history that he's been able to think on, think in the moment, understand, understand what he has to do and, and kind of come out and make plays based off of that. Um, one thing that I also see that I think really translates well for Desmond King is when he's making on-field adjustments and seeing things. Uh, there was a play where uh, I believe it was, it was like a jet sweep reverse, and he had his assignment, but the outside corner on the other side of the defense that was supposed to kind of pinch the sideline came off of that, and immediately, like during the play, he's pointing, he's yelling, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey! Watch that over there!" And you can see, you can see like that was where the play broke there, but he was in his place and he was trying to get all these other guys to, to the right places. And I think it's it's undoubtable when you look at Desmond King and his in his career, he's been in some rough situations. He was with the Texans the last two years. He was with the Chargers and the Titans, for, you know, here and here and there. Um, but in this secondary, he'll have a specific role, and I think it'll be you know him and Shannon Sullivan being the primary slot options for the Steelers, and that might make things simpler because he's not he's going to be on a defense that's going to be a lot more complete than any defensive unit he's played on before with the the pass rushing specialists, with the guys in the secondary, with Mika Fitzpatrick being the, the best safety in football. I think that he has a legitimate chance to be an be an impact player in the secondary for the Steelers, and if nothing else, be a really good glue piece that can kind of fit in between what they need uh and and bring help to the slot especially not just in coverage but against the run which is going to be oh so important um and you know again i'm, I'm looking at how how this, this fits um again i still think an outside corner could have been the answer granted they also signed a guy to the practice squad to practice squad by the name of anthony brown who maybe you should be looking out for um if he's healthy maybe he gets a look because he could be a guy that could be useful um you know, as an outside guy, but Desmond King, certainly an inside guy with ball skills, with athleticism um, and, you know, with heady play on, on his part. I think that he is a, uh, you know, he is the embodiment of what the Steelers want mentally as a, as a veteran, because he can communicate, he can understand where he's supposed to be. Um, and, and oftentimes when I'm watching him on tape, he's in position. Like, like the thing he would get beat in, in coverage at times and he would make mistakes here and there. But most of the time the mistakes aren't, as much mental as they are physical or just limitations on his own. So um, I really think that Desmond King uh, is, is a solid addition for the Steelers. I I'm very eager to see how it plays out with his snap distribution with Shandon Sullivan um, and just how the Steelers want to deploy that. And also where does Elijah Riley fit in? Because I thought he was the kind of like the other slot guy that they would throw in there, especially because they kind of, they moved him back to kind of like a safety role. So um, very intrigued by how they how the Steelers want to deploy this secondary, but I think the bottom line is 
they want to create a defense that has a secondary that, that that's dangerous, but also defense that makes you worry about all the different levels at each at each point in time, so that uh, offenses don't have the easiest uh, path uh, to uh, to to score and, and also creating more confusion back there. We've talked a lot about how the complex disguises and schemes that the Steelers want to draw up. Having another guy like Desmond King on the field who's used to doing stuff like that could be the perfect fit for that situation. I want to talk more about the defense and how all of this plays into. What the what's what they're trying to make how they're trying to make themselves elite in the 2023 season. We'll do that in a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Stick with us. We still got ways more to go. But first, before we go anywhere else, I want to remind you that this show is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. And getting ready as you get ready for the NFL season, you can do so with incredible offer for incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers. To FanDuel Sportsbook can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's a great deal, by the way. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick kick off the NFL with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL today's episode of the, of the of the NFL, and of course, the official partner of Locked On. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter. I, I want to keep touching on the defense here because we could talk about Desmond King more, and again, we could talk about he does have ball skills, but they're not like elite ball skills, and he can hit, he can hit hard, he could do this, he could do that. But I, I want to kind of take a step back and look at the, um, look at the look at look at how this all plays out for the Steelers defense moving forward this year, and I I really think that. Part of what you're looking at here is the Steelers shoring up the secondary because they believe in the guys they have right now in all the other positions. And they're shoring up shoring up one position in the secondary. This is still a defense that's going to live off its success up front. This is still a defense that's going to have a really strong defensive line so long as Larry Ogunjobi's healthy and they have a, he becomes that one-two punch with Cam Hayward. It's still a defense that's going to have the best edge-rushing duo and maybe even trio uh, or but what's a quad? It's not quado. What's a, what? What is what is a four? A quartet. Jeez, you think that a guy who played played with the band for thirty or not thirty years, but twelve years would 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 know know about quartets? But the maybe the best quartet of edge rushers in the NFL uh, with uh, with TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Marcus Golden, and Nick Herbig. Uh, you know, I just I, I look at that the, the the strength they have up front. We talked about the inside linebackers and how they've improved uh, this season for Tuesday. Um, and I think the, that's going to really help stuff the run. Uh, the pass rush with Watt being being back and healthy it makes means that's probably going to be an elite group again. So now the question is, is, how does the secondary fit behind all of that? And that's where I think the Steelers are at an advantage. Now, again, I, I think that Patrick Peterson, he's going to be a very fine corner for the Steelers. But the question will be, you know, if teams can isolate him in man coverage, you know, are, are the Steelers going to offer him a whole lot of help? And that's a that's a question that's going to be uh, resolved when we start seeing the Steelers go up against teams that like to th- that like to test the ball around and throw throw some deep passes here and there. So, 
Um, I, I think Patrick Peterson will be fine. Like I, I think he will do similarly to how Joe Hayden was for the Steelers when he came uh, at, at his older age. Because at, at, I think that what you're going to see is a guy who doesn't try to beat you with speed anymore, doesn't try to you know outrun you in certain situations. He, he beats you to the spot. He you know, understands how to use technique to win certain situations, which is why we've had guys like Mark Caboli, Jim Wexel, uh, other guys. Actually, I don't think Jim said this, um, but there are people who think that Patrick Peterson is uh, is not going to be able to, to to run with the outside. Now, I think it's going to be a challenge if they stick him in man consistently out there, but I think that you can kind of mix it up with man and zone and it'll be fine out there. But one of the big questions we had was, was he going to play this slot role that we saw him play in practice and in, in training camp? Um, you know, was he going to play more safety roles and stuff like that? And I think this, this move kind of solidifies he won't necessarily be needed in the slot as, as much. So, that's where Patrick Peterson comes in. But now also you still have to figure out where does Joey Porter Jr. fit in because this secondary, uh, you know, he was drafted early in the second round to help it. And um, I think that this secondary, when you look at, at how it's built, it could use a young, fast outside corner who can, you know, run, run with the best of them. So um, I, I mean, I think that it still boils down to what Terrell Austin has been trying to set up for his defensive backs ever since he became defensive coordinator. Because remember, again, I always bring this up. He was the DB's coach, and we've seen how the Steelers love to disguise their coverages, love to use the 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 the, the on-field general presence of Minka Fitzpatrick, who can kind of command the situation, who can help set things up to disguise things, uh, to look one way while trying to fool quarterbacks by going to another play. That is where I think that the Steelers secondary can be very good. And that's, again, where Desmond King fits in. He's a guy who's smart. He can adapt to, to, to styles of play. He can be a guy that comes in and, um, and, and, and helps fit that role of just another guy, another guy in the secondary who, you know, is, uh, is, is committed to the plan is understands what, what, to, to what they're trying to do play by play and is helping with those disguises. Because again, the more guys that, you, that understand what you're trying to do at that level while also being able to stay focused, the more, the, the more chances you're going to get to try to fool the offense with the different disguises that you have. So, I mean, I, I look at this defense and I, I have to say the more I, I, the more I look at it, this is a group that, that can legitimately, be elite this is this is a group that has the again the best edge rushing quartet in football they've got a talented defensive line they've got uh run stuffing inside linebackers uh you know their secondary they've invested a lot into there's there's a lot of potential here um but i think that still you got to see them executed on the field they gave up some big plays last year i think that's the biggest thing is can they limit the big plays uh, in the, in the secondary, and then make the plays when they're when they're happening. I think one thing that's really worked out for them in preseason, at least just from what I've seen, is that even when they've given up some pass plays here and there, they've been able to limit the yards after the catch because they've been right on the plays, they've been in position, even the backups. Um, and I think that that's where that's where there's there's there could be hope from the, from Steelers fans that you're going to see some positivity. Uh, from this secondary when it comes to making tackles. Uh, if you can't make a play on the ball, bring the guy down, limit how much um, how much yak they, they get. Uh, but again, all that comes from being in position and fundamentals and understanding the game. And that's why, you know, uh, that, 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 that's what, that's why that stuff is so important. That's why you got to get smart players. And that's why, uh, you know, coaches, you know, look for those type of guys. So, 
Um, I, I think this secondary is going to prey on a lot of mistakes. They're going to force opponents to either run the ball and then eventually they're going to force them to try to throw the ball, uh, you know, around them. But um, I think that it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see this year just how well how quickly the secondary gels um, and if they become uh, the asset that we think they, they can be on paper. Uh, so we'll keep you up to date with uh, more things there as far as the secondary. But you guys gave us some call-ins on this show. I want to get to those call-ins here on the Thursday episode of the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. we still got more to talk about here, right here. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're going to switch pace here because we're going to take a phone call from one of our listeners. And normally I don't do this type of a topic, but we'll do it because, hey, you called in and we appreciate people who do call in. Uh, This one comes from Ethan Brown out in Los Angeles, California, asking a Steelers fantasy question. Hey, Chris, this is Ethan Brown calling from Los Angeles, California. Now, I know you are a fantasy football guy, too, and... I'm wondering, as I'm putting together my board, where do we put our Pittsburgh Steelers? I feel like finally we have some people who might actually be decent fantasy football pickups. So, Najee, I'm a little unsure what to make of it now that I don't think Jalen Warren is better. I don't know what this whole thing is, but I do know that Najee might not be quite the same workhorse that we thought. Uh, Deontay and Pickens, I don't know who to put over who, and are they twos, are they flexes, what are we thinking? Uh, Fryermuth, is he a late-round tight end pickup yet, or are we not quite that confident? And Jalen Warren, is he a late-round running back pickup? Curious your thoughts on all those guys, and if you think anyone else is sneaking onto the draft board. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ethan, for your for your call. And remember, you can call 412-223-6644 and you'll get your call on the show. Give us, make sure to give us your name, where you're from, and keep your question under a minute. And we'll try to get your, your question answered on the show. Um, I do want to give a shout out to uh to a to a to, a, to, a, to a, one of our callers uh who called in i think it's sam uh from in uh, from indianapolis or indiana pa excuse me um who called in asking about the new linebacker situation your topic was basically going to get talked about soon anyways we just couldn't fit your call into the show because of production stuff and everything like that but don't worry we heard you we saw you and shout out to sam for calling and shout out to everyone who calls into the line sorry we can't get all of y'all every day because just got only got so many hours in the day, y'all. But um, let's get to Ethan's question here. One, if you want my full fantasy football breakdowns, we do a weekly show on Channel 11 WPXI uh, with Jenna Harner. So if you love Jenna Harner and you love you love my work here, go to go to WPXI.com, search Fantasy Football Insider. It is a weekly show that comes up. Uh, you can watch it, I believe, on like Roku and their live streaming service. But you can also there's there's every episode gets put up on their website. Just search Fantasy Football Insider. You'll find our fantasy football takes there. We just filmed our week zero show to give you some draft tips where I go over some of the notes that I'll give you here. Uh, but, you know, a lot more as far as the national perspective on fantasy football and how to operate. So with that being said. Uh, let's get into some of Ethan's points here. Uh, one, I'll, I'll just break down where I think the Steelers des- deserve to go as far as fantasy. And I know that there's some people thinking like, Chris, I don't care about fantasy football. That's not why I'm into this. But I'm going to use this to kind of talk about 
why I think the Steelers offense is in a really good place this year. Because I've said for the past few years, like, hey, buyer beware on most Steelers, Steelers players. You know, just Najee Harris was the one guy because I knew that they needed to run the ball. And I thought I was thinking like that he, he's going to get a lot of red zone touches, things like that. Um, but this year, I think it's going to be really diverse with how the Steelers spread the ball around. I think it's going to, you know, kind of prevent any one of them from being the superstar, you know, Antonio Brown type of fantasy wide receiver who could take it, take everything over for your team. But I do think it's going to give you multiple choices here. Uh, so let's start at the top of the list here. And of course, Najee Harris, I have Najee Harris as a third round pick this year in, 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 traditional 12 round our 12 team uh fantasy drafts and and ppr um i think that there's just a lot of receivers and running backs who who and quarterbacks who fit the bill and travis kelsey also as well that they get into that but i think Najee harris if you get him in the third round i think you'll be happy this year i know that jalen warren's a concern and i think he's a guy that you can pick in the later rounds um if you want to handcuff him with with not with Najee or handcuff your team with Najee so that you can have uh, both options there in case one's getting, you know, prefer, prefer preferential treatment over the other. Um, so, uh, but I have Najee Harris as a third round pick. Uh, it's a good question about the receivers because Deontay Johnson and George Pickens both kind of consistently, when I look around at what other people rank the man's and how I think that they, they, they should line up. A lot of people are kind of putting them both in that fifth to sixth round range in fantasy drafts, which again tells me that I think that there's going to be some even distribution distribution of this offense, and that's what's going to be um, uh, that's what's going to make make it so deadly. So if if you were to pick one between those two, if like if you're if you're sitting there in the fifth round and you know you have Pickens and Johnson right in front of you, and there's no other person that's obvious right there. I think I'd go Pickens just because I, th I think that his ability to go up and get the ball and is going to be a big asset in the, in the red zone. And they're going to try to give him opportunities to win there, even when he's, even when he's blanketed, but don't overlook Deontay Johnson. I think his route running Deontay Johnson's ability to get open, to maximize that skill set, you need a quarterback who can be accurate, who can be on time, who can do all the little things right. Um, and um, I think that's something that Deontay Johnson has lacked since you know for for a while like you know Deontay Johnson uh came in in 2019 with Devin Hodges and Mason Rudolph he had a you know a decent half a season with Ben Roethlisberger in 2020 and then his health kind of deteriorated so he was out uh um you know he was he was out he was out he was out for the rest of uh, of that time as as not the same court quarterback so Deontay Johnson I don't think we've seen the real Deontay Johnson just yet as far as the max of his capabilities and working with a quarterback that he's used to. So I think him and George Pickens are going to ascend. Now, Kenny Pickett, I know a lot of y'all going to want to pick him. And, and I always say there's a preface this too. If you're a fantasy owner in a fantasy league with a lot of other Steelers fans, you, you just, you're, you're just not going to get the, get, get all those guys. They're going to get gobbled up. But I really think if you're playing a regular league with people who are kind of just figuring things out, um when it comes to uh when it comes to fantasy football try to wait on Kenny Pickett until maybe even the 10th round because a lot of people are downing him a lot of people aren't buying into stuff like to, to, you know to the, some of the preseason stuff that we've talked about but if you can get him in the 10th round or later i think you have stolen away a big a big prize there cuz i do think that Kenny Pickett is going to be um 
he, he's going to be uh, pretty, pretty fun when it comes to, you know, him playing and then him, him being owned in fantasy football this season. Uh, moving right along, Pat Fryermuth, I'd have him the 10th to 11th rounds. Uh, he's like one of my top tight ends that if I miss the first boat as far as Travis Kelsey and guys like him, um, he's the guy that I look at and I say, okay, let's see what we can we can do. Uh, with Pat Fryermuth on on the roster there, and I think that he'd be a good tight end option um, because I think he's going to get the touches and the opportunities. But uh, uh, but yeah, so Pat Fryermuth really good spot there um, with tenth and eleventh rounds. I always draft uh, kickers and defenses late at the last two picks. Don't play around and try to get the Steelers defense in like the tenth round. That's going to be a mistake. You want backups and depth and options. For, uh, for for your fantasy team. And that's why Jalen Warren is a guy I would still draft, maybe in like one of the last draft picks, um, but he would be a guy that I'd keep my eye on there um, because uh, he's uh, he's been a playmaker for the Steelers coming, out, coming off the bench and could be interesting to see how that goes. Now, other guys I would consider, uh, Ethan, uh, Allen Robinson, if you're in like a, like a crazy 16-team league, I think that he could be an overlooked uh, slot receiver. Um, but uh, Calvin Austin, that speed is coming at some point. And, you know, I think it'd be tough to bet a fantasy game on that, but, um, uh, but I think that he, he has the home run potential. And if you, you need an extra flex, he could be a guy that could get you a kind of boomer bust situation, uh, with your, with, with, uh, with his, you know, position on your fantasy roster. Uh, then I threw in Darnell Washington. Now he's a guy that, you know, this is an FA grab. Also, Calvin Austin, Allen Robinson, FA grabs. Not guys I would, I would draft if I, if I were you. Um, but these are guys that if you're sitting around and you don't like your coat, uh, you know the, the way that your the way that your team lines up. If you don't like certain things and you want to find new replacements, you want to find another a number two tight end. That's where I, I think it could be interesting interesting to see if he starts to get more opportunities. Um, Darnell Washington, that being to make plays in the red zone. We saw them try to do it a little bit in the uh, the Bills preseason game, and it drew two pass interference penalties. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just I'm really interested to see how he grows as a player. Um, and uh, I wouldn't bet a whole lot on him doing a whole lot right now, as far as fantasy wise. But if you need an emergency tight end and you're you're struggling, he could be someone just to pick up and just have on your bench while you peruse the waiver wire each week uh, looking for your next move. So I hope that all that insight there, though, in my opinion, on the Steelers uh, fantasy football situation right now, Ethan, was helpful. I hope that you all enjoyed enjoyed a little bit of switching up of topics there. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with Jenna Harner again on the Locked On Steelers podcast. She's got a busy Thursday, so we got to work around that. But we hope to get all of that to you tomorrow on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Check me out here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Monday through Friday, bringing your your favorite team to your screen here with the Locked On Steelers podcast. Again, at Carter Critiques. I'll see you Friday, finishing out the week. And then next week is the official first week of the season. Can't wait.